You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. We travel once again into that mystery void that is the MCU Phase Four, Phase Five. I have Ian with me, ready to talk about Thor from 2011, and it shows. <laughs> like it shows that it's 2011, or it shows that we're about to talk about it. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. All right. So, I mean, getting to rewatch this movie again, like recently um you know what are your thoughts taken away from it obviously it's you know you're you're saying it's very 2011 but like what was it about the, this for me like it, it's not one of my hated uh you know mcu movies but it's not it's also not at the top of the list anywhere um it's just it's so like, there's a lot of things that are just awkward about it for me yeah and that i think that's i think that's the best way to describe thor like as a character throughout the franchise as a whole and for (laughs) any of his standalone movies barring Ragnarok and I have opinions on Ragnarok and we'll get there (laughs) but um the whole thing just felt really awkward it felt like nobody knew what to do with their hands kind of thing (laughs) I mean this is Chris Hemsworth's first like leading role, right? Like I, I don't believe he's had anything before this. I mean, he was George Kirk in the 2009 Star Trek movie. He was uh, a somewhat not bad guy, but mysterious guy in Perfect Getaway with Steve Zahn and Timothy Oliphant. Like it, he, Chris, it's just it was just an interesting thing for him to come on and, and be. I, I feel like like he became this new leading man he was just kind of really thrusted into it and it's obvious he had to pack on a lot of like a lot more muscle like you know body weight for it yeah and it's really funny thinking about it now um that he's such like he's he's been thor for so long since 2011 that now we can't think of a different thor exactly and it just the casting just worked so with uh with that the casting like did you ever if, like when you pictured Thor did you ever have someone else in mind that could play that play that role? Um Tom Cruise. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> that was just for Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that was just for Andy. Um, no, honestly, uh this is one of the ones I hadn't put too much thought into who would play them or who yeah. wouldn't. Um so when they were like, "Hey, it's it's Hemsworth," I was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm here for it. Give give <laughs> me give me hunky Australian man swinging a hammer, and I am here for it." <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I feel like unlike Tony Stark, how we we talked about it in in uh for his two first movies, you you he he doesn't he. His arc doesn't quite stick into the second movie, and the, which happens again. And like he, he constantly at the beginning of his movies is is kind of selfish, and then ends up having to be having to figure out that oh, being selfish is not good. Like over and over. But whereas <laughs> Thor, you know, at the beginning of this one is is pompous and you know all about him and about the win and you know, like I'm great and all that stuff has to learn to be humble like that's the whole point of him being banished to to earth so that he could learn to be humble and then be worthy of the power of thor again yeah um i feel like that sticks like that sticks when it gets to the re- to the rest of the mcu like thor 2 is all about oh well now i have to you know pay for the 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 or uh, yeah i'm paying for the mistakes of my grandfather which is what the dark elf is. I, the Malkif, I think, if I remember correct. And then the yeah. third one is having to pay for the, 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 you know, the, the crimes of my father because he locked up Hela and stuff like that. 
and I mean, it's not saying much, but of the trilogy mm-hmm. of Thor movies, this one isn't the worst. <laughs> yeah, I think once we get to Thor the Dark World, we'll have a lot to talk about, <laughs> and like how it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. <laughs> Which is funny because like if you think about in-game and yeah, you think about in-game, that that one refers a lot back to Thor Thor the Dark World. Dark Dark World, jeez. And it's, it's because it's the same writers, like the same writers did that one that did Winter Soldier that did Civil War and they kind of all. Yeah. Like Dark World deals more with like the cosmic side of MC of the MCU. Like it's our first real taste of like greater cosmos in yes. Yeah, in the MCU, so it makes sense because he's flying around in space in Infinity War with the Guardians, trying to find the Dying Star to go get Stormbreaker to go do all that. So, like, sure, call it back. That's fine. But <laughs> we can all agree to put it at the bottom of our list when we rank this at the end of the series. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're also introduced to Jane Foster, um, played Perfect by Natalie casting. Portman. What was that? Perfect casting. Perfect casting. I mean, Natalie Portman is just is great. So put her in uh, anything, I'm going to enjoy it. I mean, it's unfortunate she doesn't make it back to the third movie, but we're getting uh, her in uh, what is it, Almighty Thor? Uh, Love and Thunder. Well, yeah, but isn't the Jane Foster Thor like the book? Wasn't it called Almighty Thor? I think or so. Yeah. Was it called something else? Because she was, she was Thor during Secret Wars. Yes. Yes. Okay, because I always get Secret War and Secret Invasion confused. Yeah, Secret War. Okay. Because Secret Invasion is when Thor uses, like, Thor Odinson uses his hammer to open up that portal and make Wasp go away. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so Secret Wars was Almighty Thor, I believe. Okay. <clears throat> so. You have you have him. You have Natalie Portman. You have uh, Loki as Tom Hiddleston, or Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Or does it really matter? Did I really screw up there? I mean, it's it's uh, we know Tom Hiddleston is Loki. Loki is Tom Hiddleston. It's it's just synonymous. It's, it's one of the same. It's um. Never mind. I I forgot what I was going with that. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I didn't know anything about Tom Hiddleston before this role. Uh, never saw him in anything I, I know that he was a he's a british actor and probably has been in a lot of things over there just hadn't happened to see him uh but at this point i think that's the role that most people know him for mm-hmm. uh anthony hopkins is odin stellan skarsgård as eric selvig and uh cat dennings as darcy lewis i believe those are all characters that are in the comic books after that oh well then you get like the warriors of uh Asgard. So Ray Stevenson is is Volstag. Idris Alba is Heimdall. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but Tadanobu uh, <laughs> Asano as Hogan. Josh Dallas is Fandral and Jamie Alexander as Sif. Um, Josh Alexander is an interesting one because as I understand it, the, the role of Fandral originally was supposed to go to um, Zachary Levi. And uh really yeah and he couldn't do it because of chuck so then they went to josh da- josh dallas who is, was i think on the at the time or just about to take up the role on once upon a time on abc where he plays prince charming and uh in the second film chuck was over and josh couldn't come back to do his do the role because uh he was too busy with once upon a time so they got zachary levi to come in and play fangel in Dark, Thor the Dark World. I know that people not here right now can't see me doing this, but <laughs> can we get our castings from movie to movie in early <laughs> MCU straight, please? For the love of everything that is the early MCU. Oh, he's going to be this guy in the first movie. It's going to be somebody else in the second. But the third <laughs> one is going to be back. Watch out. Like, I'm over it, man. <laughs> it, it's bad, yeah. But, I mean, that's also, like, I, I don't, I'm pretty sure, sh- you know, actually, I'm not, I'm not sure about it, but is Thor 
are when they make Thor in 2011, is that already D- Disney owning Marvel or? Um, let me double check. I know. I think we brought that up when we talked about Iron Man too, didn't we? Yeah, but I already forgot. Um, so Disney bought Marvel. In uh, yeah, blah, 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 words. Disney bought Marvel August 31st, 2009. So yeah, it was just after Iron Man. Yes. Just after, no, I'm sorry. Just after The Incredible Hulk. Because yes. Iron Man 2008, Incredible Hulk's 2009, Iron Man 2 is 2010, uh, Thor is 2011. Um, so all, all these characters are, you know, playing the side characters of Asgard. Like, who is, did you have a favorite warrior of Asgard? Like, one of mine from the comic books is Balder. And I was very surprised that we never got a boulder through all three Thor movies. Um, in this one, <clears throat> in this one, I have to give it to Idris Elba and Heimdall. Oh yes, very good. Like he's he's the standout of the Asgardian warriors. Um, the scene late in the movie where the rest of the the named warriors are going to go to Earth and get Thor, mm-hmm. and he's like, "So you're knowingly going to disobey your king." <laughs> You're knowingly going to disregard everything that he said. Yeah, excellent. And he just walks away and leaves the yeah. sword. <laughs> fantastic. He's like, I can't, I can't do it because that'd break my oath. But I mean, I can't not not do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is Idris Alba before you know American audiences really know Idris Alba. Uh, he prior to this, comic book wise, he was do, he did he was in Ghost Rider, um, the second one. Uh, what was that called? Spirit Spirit of Vengeance, I think it was called. Yeah, um, I never thought. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not good. You don't, you don't need to see it. But like, <laughs> he, he was in that as I don't know if he was a bad guy or not. It's been so long since I I saw it. But I mean, it just all the really. You want to put him in a genre movie? Put him in a genre like any role. Like I'll be there. Like, you want to have him play Superman? I'm cool. Let's do it. I, I'm, I'm there for it. <laughs> right now. And I am so here. <laughs> I mean, he has that line in the, the Hobbs and Shaw movie, right? I'm the black Superman. <laughs> uh, Jamie Alexander is Sif. I love that uh, casting, too. I thought she was amazing. Yes. Um, you had said Anthony Hopkins as Odin. Mm-hmm. Um, I always forget that it's Anthony Hopkins. Oh, really? Every time I don't see him when I look at Odin, I think it's really cool. I think he did a good enough job that he just kind of disappears into being Odin. This is true. You're very true. That I'm not like, that's Anthony Hopkins. Is he blinking? <laughs> is he blinking behind that eye patch? <laughs> yeah. But I, I think he did a I think he did a really good job. And I think he did I in this one, I think he did the really good job of like I don't know if you'd call him pacifist Odin. <laughs> this is true but of just like i've been there don't don't do it don't yeah it's, it's not worth it just, <laughs> come on man like i liked that out of odin um oh and then R- renee russo plays frigga uh thor's mother like it's unfortunately there's not a lot there for her like you know that she and Loki, you're supposed to have had a you know pretty close relationship, especially since Loki's not her biological son. Like you know, she's it's her adopted son. And spoilers. Sorry, (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) Sorry for a nine year old movie now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, you know they have a good because she she teaches him. He she's the one that taught him all of his magic tricks and stuff like that. So it's. It's a it's a really good relationship between the two of them, but we just don't get enough of Renee Russo, Renee Russo in the movie. I feel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would completely agree with you. And looking back over the cast here, it was a pretty stacked cast for a Marvel movie this early on. This is true. I mean, this is directed by Kenneth Branagh. Like, that's a astounding director. You know, like this whole thing. It's just I'm surprised, <laughs> honestly. Um, I wasn't expecting a bunch of no names or anything like that, but like, holy crap, guys! <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I would I would agree that same kind of sentiment towards a lot of this cast. 
where True. I feel like a lot of them are kind of above doing a movie like this at this point in their career <laughs> or the five minutes of screen time that they get. I don't remember if this is after Ray Stevenson was Punisher in Punisher Warzone or not, but like he's also been, you know, been in a lot of good stuff and maybe gets typecast as big, strong, silent, you know, beat him up kind of guy. But I like, I usually like his performances and everything, including mm-hmm. that. So <clears throat> looking through chat here, uh, it seems like there's some pretty strong feelings towards, um, Natalie Portman not having done enough, like being really good for it, but it being a shame that she wasn't around for more of it. More of this particular one or the franchise in general? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Chat, help me out. Is it that she needs to be around for more of the franchise or that she needs to do more in this particular vein of this movie? Like It's unfortunate that she doesn't show up in any other MCU movies, but I also feel like that's a decision on her part. Like that's, that's her deciding, you know, what roles she wants to take, not like, I need to take this role to keep my star meter up kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. I feel like Natalie Portman is very conscious of conscious of the project she she takes on. It's kind of the re- reason why she didn't show up for the third Thor movie cuz uh they took away the director that she wanted, which was I believe Patty Jenkins for the second Thor movie for Thor the Dark World. Mm-hmm. Um which is, you know, interesting cuz Patty Jenkins goes on to direct Wonder Woman and kills it like you know <laughs> that movie does you know, gangbusters and theater um yeah but like uh Stellan Skarsgård is Eric Selvig uh a character that I never thought I would want or need but is so much the heart of this movie I feel like trying to show Thor about earth and you know how people need to be and how he needs to change and you know, if you really do like Jane, you maybe want to be a different kind of dude. Like you need to work on yourself. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> here, uh, chat real fast. They they clarified uh, Canadian Wolverine back at it again. Uh, clarified for us. Uh, Natalie Portman wasn't given good writing in this movie. That's fair. Um, and a direct quote: Natalie Portman wasn't giving given good writing on this stuff, I don't blame her for wanting a better director. Yeah, no, that's obviously very fair. I mean, once again, you have who, who's, who's the writer on this? This, I mean, I, I'm sure Kenneth Branagh had a lot um, of uh, input on what was, what was written, but uh, Zach Stentz, Ashley Miller, looks like we have a few credited and yeah, I, John Payne. Those all sound like dudes trying to write a, ma- a female voice and just not working out obviously and that, that's always a really hard part like when uh you get when you get like male writers trying to write like a strong female lead and then they just kind of don't do it yeah like that always just feels bad mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's and, and and you 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 can't falter for wanting a better director for no. the movies to go forward uh, but I mean, I, Kenneth Branagh is a good director. I mean, look at like uh, the most recently, um, Murder on the Orient Express. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I may, maybe that doesn't paint females in a good way either. I, I it's been a little bit since I watched it, and I didn't think about that when I was watching it. But we'll see. Yeah, chat, chime in on that. Murder on the Orient, Murder on the Orient Express. Did it paint? women well at least from the directing side of it i haven't seen it so i can't chime in on that let me know (laughs) help me out (laughs) so going uh going forward what was uh some of the favorite parts of this movie for you some of the favorite parts um i liked how they did loki's heel turn okay like it was it, it felt right in pocket for him like as a character where he was, oh, no, I'm just trying to to be the best brother, the best son I can be. I'm a little upset, sure, that Thor is going to be the king, but, oh, too bad he's out of the way. Oops, haha, it looks like I'm king now. Y'all <laughs> suck, and I run this place. Like, I liked that. Um, I liked Darcy's comic relief. I felt like she was one of the more redeeming factors of this movie. Um, she did that very well. 
and uh, costuming for everybody, like for the oh. Asgardian specifically, the costuming on it was fantastic. <laughs> I yeah no the costuming when you're in Asgard like the look of Asgard the setting in Asgard the production value like it all I think it all looks great and, and you can you you know you know it's a set like it still feels vast as opposed to when we get to New Mexico it feels tiny it feels so tiny the town that they're in feels small like you're on that same street over and over again like they you you know they're moving around the town but like everything seems like within 20 feet of each other it's so weird like how i felt claustrophobic whenever they were in town and stuff like that mm-hmm. um one of the one of the things like i said before i love the the eric selvig and thor relationship i also like uh I mean, I like the introduction of, of Hawkeye, like we talked about uh, last week. The like his, hey, you need to get up there and take care of him, and he's like goes for the that sniper rifle, and he's like, nah, I'll take the bow. Like he's like, I, you guys need to make a call on this. I'm kind of rooting for him now, so make a decision if I'm if I'm doing what I'm gonna gonna do. I think that was a really good way to bring him in, where he's like, I, I'm just here. Tell me what you need from me, like a good soldier, uh, right? Yeah, and I did think that, again, it's early MCU, so their subtleties weren't quite there. Yeah. But the whole thing of, like, rifle, no weight, bow. (laughs) (laughs) It felt a little goofy. It really does. It really does. And it, 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 you know, it's just there for fans, like, to be like, hey, fanboy out or, you know, fan out about, but. Because you think in a real scenario, is a guy going to sit there and choose bow over over rifle? No, if you're trying to be efficient, yeah, <laughs> you're going to take you're going to take the efficient weapon. I always feel and, like his, his superior officer's like, "What do you mean you took a bow? That that doesn't make any sense. There was a gun right there. Why do us? Why do we even have a bow down in the armory, guys? <laughs> yeah, who who brought the bow? <laughs> was it Hawkeye? Did he go? I'll go. But I'm bringing my bow. <laughs> he's not like the Avengers aren't a thing at this point. No. So I mean, and he, I, I don't even think that I, I know. I guess he would be a shield agent, right? Like because shield yeah. has taken over that little containment area. Yeah. But even then, even as a shield agent, I don't see any superior officer being like, "You're right. Bring your bow." <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the thing that he know, he's known for um listen here barton you're gonna go out to new mexico and you're gonna like it fine but i'm bringing my boat good choice good choice good choice yeah and we oh. like it <laughs> uh then um the the whole fight scene while thor is in new mexico for the first time to get his uh hammer like you know he's kicking everybody's ass and uh he gets to the hammer and can't lift it up like it just won't budge for him that was kind of heartbreaking yeah like that that was a good scene yeah it was a good scene and and i get the heartbreak but like the i he shocks him right then right he uses a taser yeah yeah <laughs> that's the, you know the god of thunder being taser. hit by lightning and the, i like that um i think that's the second time he was tased on that movie was it I think so because I know yeah. right when they right when they yeah. first meet Thor out in the desert, uh, Darcy tases him. I'm like, what? He was freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's what puts Darcy as a character way up my list of things that I liked in this movie because <laughs> her delivery is always so good. Yeah, James, I mean, that, like they're sitting on the roof complaining about all the stuff that was taken. All my all my research, all my all my gear that I made. Yeah, my iPod, man, that sucks. <laughs> it's fantastic um so then what didn't you like about this movie i didn't like i didn't like some of the writing like some of the dialogue okay or like i I can kind of blanket statement that over the whole movie i feel like but specifically um when the warriors of asgard were involved not heimdall but the other ones like everybody else the yeah like the warriors three of volstag hogan yeah everybody else all their all of their dialogue felt very there there was no anything to it it was just yes i am talking now (laughs) and i 
if you're going to have them, you establish them as Thor's friends, right? You establish them as Thor's friends. You establish that they have this, this deep connection that they're sad that he's gone. You give them all these things and then everything is surface level and there's no dimension to them as characters. I don't care if we're not going to see them in the next two movies, like in the next two Thor movies. They're here now and you kind of need to do them some justice here. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that it, so I remember when the, this one was coming out when, you know, it was first trailers and talks about it coming out. Uh, people were always up and like, not up in arms, but we're very worried. Like we've established the MCU as this world where Tony Stark exists and he's got, you know, he's super intelligent and he has, he's built these suits and it's all grounded in some type of reality because of, a guy who fixes things or a guy who builds things could build this suit. You're introducing a whole world of magic, pseudo magic. Like how are the two things going to exist at the same time? How, how is basically D and D world going to exist in uh cyberpunk world kind of thing? Like, yeah. how are the two things going to mesh? And you know, this movie doesn't have that duty of having to combine the two worlds, but it does have to make it seem like, the two could interact in the future. So I think the, the hardest part is, is having to get that dialogue through of, you know, uh, high sorcery type fantasy, um, uh, genre. Like it, it's, 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 it's because it's, uh, we've already established that the MCU with Iron Man and Iron and, and Hulk, like, these are regular people. They talk regular English, but now we're talking about like, you know, thou art the ugly one kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I, it's just it's it's just a different type of mindset, and I, I I think that was what it was why why it was hard for 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 you to shut that off in your in your head. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I I can completely get behind that. It was it was just jarring, I guess. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Other things I wasn't such a fan of, and I might catch some heat for this. I'm not really a fan of Agent Coulson. Really? That's at, at least not until Avengers. Okay. Until he it, dies? Jeez. It, it's okay, fine. Make make me sound like the ass hat. <laughs> 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 no, um, I didn't like him because his anytime he shows up, it's yes, no, this is what we're doing. Yes. Okay, yeah, like, he, he was very kind of deadpan. Thing. Yeah, there was there was no no depth, no character there. Mm-hmm. And then we see him in Avengers, and he's like, "I have all your trading cards." <laughs> and it's like, finally, we get something out of this guy. I know, I know, it's probably not the most popular thing to say at the moment. I actually, I don't know if it's at the moment anymore. But that's that's a lot of Joss Whedon, right? That's like his dialogue. That's the the super serious, but. I'm also kind of a nerd kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's the mixing of character archetypes and stuff and stuff like that. And I think you get to see more of Coulson be a real character, a uh, three dimensional person. in when you get to ages of shield, like you get to have the time with him, you get to see that he has a life, he has a love life. He has people that he cares about. That he has a, a goal. He, he, he knows what he wants out of this world kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. It's the, the snippets that we have at, from Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and now this, that it's just, you don't really get much from Coulson. I <laughs> I think I just upset Canadian Wolverine with that. He just says, what? <laughs> I mean, you knew it. You knew what you said. You, yeah. You're going to be upsetting think, people when you said it. So I think I just lost a chat regular over that. He <laughs> <laughs> also said, Agent Coulson is a cool-headed everyman expert under nick fury and like i get that you gotta be you gotta be like on your game and centered and focused when you work for nick fury because that's you see it he expects it from people that you can compartmentalize and like this is the greater good this is our end goal but like come on man (laughs) but see the thing is is that with nick fury in especially in the mcu we've cast uh sam jackson as it and like even if Sam Jackson isn't trying, he is a personality. Like, uh, could you please exit the donut? Like, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, he's just going to bring a certain, um, 
charisma to the role of any role that he does. So Coulson is playing the more stereotypical director of S.H.I.E.L.D. of stoic, you know, even head, you know, all, can keep his cool kind of thing. Whereas Sam Jackson is playing Nick Fury as, come on, man. Like, you know, it's just... <laughs> He's he's Sam Jackson, so I get it. It's it's the it's the contrast. See now, all I want to do is petition to have uh, Tarantino redo the MCU. Oh so wow! We get, so we can get Tarantino dialogue in the MCU with Sam Jackson. I mean, it would also work. Tarantino's a huge comic book fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 okay maybe don't have him redo the whole mcu give give him one movie okay what would be the one character you'd want him to do you want him to do just straight up do the nick fury movie let him do the nick fury movie so he can come out and be like listen here motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> i think disney might have a few issues with certain dialogue well i mean okay so especially certain words that tarantino loves to have him <laughs> say yeah <laughs> yeah but doesn't Disney have the rights to Deadpool now? They do. They and do. Deadpool is, it's still a rated R movie. He still says ridiculous things. He does. And from what they've said at this point, that they would, st- if they make a third Deadpool movie, it will still be rated R. So we'll I see. see problems here. You know, they'll just make it under the Fox name, though. It won't be. Na- it won't be under the. Disney. If that makes no, it'll still be under Marvel Studio. Well, maybe it'll be under. I don't know. That's so weird. I don't know what it will be. Yeah, but they they have means of putting out R-rated movies. They do. So, like, do what you're gonna do, Disney. Um, no, but if if it's gonna be a Tarantino film that's in the MCU, <laughs> let let him do Ghost Rider. <laughs> No, let him do Moon Knight. Ooh. Right? There you <laughs> go. We can actually get Dracula, you bitch. Where's my money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it would probably be pretty bloody, too. <laughs> uh, okay, getting back to Thor, though. <laughs> One of the biggest problems I have from this movie, and it's just from sitting there watching it, just kept taking me out every time he's on the screen, and which is unfortunate because he's the main character. Thor's makeup, like his wig or hair color or super bleached hair, I don't know what it is, but it looks bad. Like even the bleach yeah. of his beard, like it just looks horrendous and i don't know what to to make of it all um they spent the rest of the budget in asgard true okay fair i'll give you that like something had to give somewhere with this (laughs) stacked cast um the amount of like post that went into this movie um i i think something had to give and it was hair pieces Oh, one thing I did forget that I did like was uh, the destroyer, like the the oh, giant yeah. robot Asgard creature thing. Like that thing was cool. That was a cool mm-hmm. effect. I like how they introduced it. Yeah, like it was it was a really good way of being like this thing's scary, and then later <laughs> it shows up and you're like, oh shit, that thing's scary. <laughs> uh. Other than that, like I mean, like I said before, the 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 new New Mexico town just seems a little um, too claustrophobic. Oh, the Donald Blake line, like I I understand it. I mean, I like that it's there and that it's you know, but the fact that it's just a throwaway and that we didn't actually get the Donald Blake character kind of upsets me. Like I like the idea of him being Donald Blake and then when he calls upon the power of Thor, he becomes Thor. It's, but I guess it's a, that's a little too Shazam or maybe even Hulk. Like do you get another person to play the Donald Blake character? Do you get a a CGI version of Thor or <laughs> Hemsworth to be Donald Blake? <laughs> this was one movie too soon? Maybe. <laughs> is, is it Captain America's next, right? Yep. Yeah, so one movie too soon. They didn't want to have to Photoshop him onto some super skinny body for all the not Thor moments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, when we get when we get to, when we talk about Captain America: First Avenger next, like I I would I love to talk about that 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 whole part of the movie, that whole beginning part of the movie. And I'm excited to talk about First Avenger anyway because that's usually pretty far up my list. Same, same here. <laughs> the, not to jump into next week, but this is where the movies start getting good. Fair, I think so too. Like, I, I absolutely do. Um, so I guess the the last thing that, about this movie is just that there's just a lot of forgettable parts. Like, yeah, there, there's not a lot that sticks to this movie. There's the beginning. There's like the first time he shows up in New Mexico. There's the big fight scene at the end. Like that's about it. Yeah. Um, Some kind of throwaway Loki exposition. Um, I'm upset that they did this whole thing with, oh, Loki's a frost giant. (laughs) Yeah. And it never comes back. Like. Do they really explain why it is that he's able to hide as a human or not a human, but as Asgardian? Like frost giants are huge and they're blue. Like we see at points when he kind of turns blue, but how come he's not that size? Is was he stunted by Asgardian magic? Does yeah, did Odin did stunt his stunt him? Did he is he using any like a like a, a image inducer on him? Like I I never understood why they never explained that part. I think in the actual I, I, I'm not sure, actually, but I think in the comic books, it's that Thor and, or not Thor, but Odin and a uh, uh, female Frost Giant have a child, so he's half Asgardian, but in this one, it's just more he takes in the Asgardian kid, <laughs> or the Frost Giant kid. <laughs> it's funny to me that Odin won this war, uh-huh. right? Drove them back and was like, yeah, and now I'm going to steal a baby. <laughs> Do they not have the Geneva Convention in space? I guess not. But, you know, that's that's a very Kirby thing. Like, because, you know, you, you get the new gods where the the big treaty between uh, Apocalypse, right? No, Darkseid. Darkseid and Highfather is, hey, we're going to swap sons so that if you attack me, that means your son dies. And if I attack you, that means my son dies kind of thing. So... Mm-hmm we're at peace. So the idea I think is like, uh, Odin's like, Hey, don't come attack us anymore. Cause I'm going to be raising your son. So you never know what might happen. Like, <laughs> that's uh, either way. That's just so shitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> Malfoy in chat here says Asgard is a separate plane. So maybe there's like, planar property restrictions at work that would have affected his development. Like, okay. Maybe he's like yeah. a goldfish. So he grows to fit his environment. That's fair. I can, I can live with that. Also, um, there was some repercussions to saying that Captain America's where movies start to get good. Uh-oh. Um, I had chat telling me, put some respect on Iron Man's name for Iron Man one, but uh, we, yes. did. we did. We did. We did. You just weren't here for that. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man 1 is literally at the top of my list, like right behind Civil War, I believe. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it is a great movie. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely getting a lot more production value and time spent and then like world building when it comes to Captain America. Mm-hmm. First Avenger. Um, Canadian Wolverine also just pointed out um, that Asgard does have a big impact on death in Thor Ragnarok. So there could be planar effects on Loki as well. Ooh, okay. Like, we do see him turn a little bit blue, right? Like, when he finds out. So why not use that, like, later on when he's going up against Thanos and, or, you know, uh, anything else? He turned blue when he touched the Tesseract. Is that, okay. is, that, is, that is that the Tesseract there? Like that's not what I always thought it was. But in, then in this movie? Yeah. No, it shouldn't oh, be. No, no, it's, in, no it's, in the uh, thing. In the sting, Fury already has the Tesseract. That's my right. Point. It's 
it's the it's the tomb the the ice tome or whatever thing that it will make everything freeze right isn't that what yeah. he has yeah yeah so he when he touches it he starts to frost giant and then later when he gets angry yeah it turns into a frost giant so he yeah grows he just looks like shitty nightcrawler <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's it's cg instead of like makeups so that's understandable Wait. okay did did he turn blue when Thanos killed him, y'all? Or are you making a joke because Thanos broke his neck and suffocated him? Yeah, he kind of t- yeah he turns like he turns dead like looking. He turns like asphyxiated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he turns blue. I I mean I might have to go back and watch Infinity War, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm catching man, I'm, I'm catching heat today. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> They're upset that I called Loki a shitty nightcrawler. <laughs> you're just you're you're winning fans left and right. It's okay. It's my best friend and somebody who's always in chat. I love Wolvie and Malfoy is here. Like I, I fucking love that guy. <laughs> oh man. So going forward, we know that we're gonna get Jane Foster uh, again in uh, Phase Four Birth. Thor, Love, and Thunder, do we get Darcy back, do you think? I would hope so. Like, it, it feels like she should, I mean, because she, she wasn't a part of the third one, right? She wasn't a part of third, Ragnarok. No. Yeah, you don't, I don't think she see her there, so it would, this is, I mean, this, if, it, it's kind of like it's, it's the actual third Thor movie, whereas Ragnarok was like, hey, we need to get you from... <laughs> From uh, Civil War to Infinity War here kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah uh, what What is Kat Dennings doing right now? Is, I don't think she's on anything because Two Broke Girls is over for a while, right? I think so. Which, I can't. I, uh, I, mean, I, have, her, I have Google at my fingertips. What am I doing? As, well, I, have her, I, have IMD, I have her IMDb up right now. Okay. Oh, she's going to be in WandaVision. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, excellent. Uh, and she has a TV show called uh, Dollface, which I believe is on Hulu currently. Um, she did voices for Big Mouth on Netflix. Excellent. That show is fantastic. Yeah. And it, some voices. She did some characters on Drunk History recently and a TV series called Dallas and Robo, which I've never heard of. Yeah, not even a little bit. No. Um, you had said two broke girls have been over for a while. So which Malfoy responded in chat. Oh, sounds like she'll be back then. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't got, she's got nothing going on. Get her back. And yeah. I, I hope she comes back. I would like that. Cause in this one, uh, the line, aren't you a science major? Political science. <laughs> <laughs> like you do, you do have to wonder like, why is she doing this internship? What, like what about this? spoke to her that she wanted it's to do not it. even her major no <laughs> but i i want her to show back up as like a like further along in her career or something like that she graduated she's in political science yeah she she has her, her political science degree but she's still just like assistanting for jane <laughs> <laughs> because at this point she might as well have gotten a degree in astrophysics right <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Eric Selvig. I don't remember where the last time we saw him in the MCU. Uh, was it he? We saw him at. We saw him in Dark Thor: The Dark World. I think is the last time you see him, right? Uh, for for which one? I'm sorry, Eric Selvig. The the oh uh, yeah yeah Jane's teacher, Jane, Jane's professor. Whatever. Um, professor friend. Dark World is that after avengers yeah that's after avengers and that's when okay. they find him in the insane asylum kind of thing if i'm because I, I know in avengers he works for loki like the entire time right and then it's been so damn long since i've seen thor of the dark world i watched it once and was like <laughs> okay oh no he was also in avengers age of ultron that would make sense i'm guessing at the very beginning right that's when they're they're going after they they're going to break them out of the the place where the Hydra people were. If I yeah. remember correctly, 
Yeah, and they used him for a long time as their like go-to science guy in Shield. Right. Yeah. And and I I don't know why it took so so damn long for them to get Hank Pym involved in the MCU. <laughs> like, well, because because Edgar Wright was attached to make that movie for so for so long, the Ant Man movie. Okay, then just start tossing him in as a character. You don't have <laughs> to have Ant Man involved. Just and have Fury walk by and be like, "And this is our guy who handles this thing." Hank Pym, how you doing, bud? Like, that's what you need. That's all you need. Hank Pym is science guy. As we discussed previously, if you are smart in Marvel, you are science guy. You're not a physicist. You're not an inventor. You are a science guy. <laughs> you're not a doctor. <laughs> There's nothing. You, you, you know all science. There you go. Uh, so assuming that he's not dead in the MCU, do you, would you like to see him come back uh, in future phases of the, of the MCU? I'd like to see him show up in Love and Thunder, at least for a minute. Okay. Because, I mean, this would be, with Jane becoming Thor, this would be a good jumping off point for her to not cut ties with humanity, but to kind of, like, put that part of her life behind her. Oh, that's good. I like that. So, uh, she could just, like, go see him. Hey, hi, so this is what's going on now. Shazam, (laughs) I'm Thor. Ha ha. <laughs> uh yeah, I I think that would be a real good place for him. Um to definitely show up again. Now I, I want her to put on way too much muscle for that movie. I want <laughs> Natalie Portman to just be yoked. <laughs> just absolutely yoked. <laughs> do you have to like film that movie like you know one part in uh, the beginning of the year and then like let her train for a whole year and then have her film the other parts of the movie not technology has come so far they could probably do the photoshopping onto a different body for like a dollar at this point <laughs> at this point it's just a dollar <laughs> just throw, throw a rock and hit a graphic designer and you're like you're good like you're a, a CGI artist <laughs> you're hired <laughs> uh Okay, the Warriors three all died in Ragnarok. Like, yeah, is, is there any way of bringing other than other than Sif because she didn't show up for Ragnarok because she was too busy doing Blind Spot on NBC? Like, do you do you want them to do some way of bringing the Warriors three back? Uh, I say no because um, death has to have a consequence. I like that. Yeah, I I, I death agree has with to you. Have a consequence. Maybe, they, they maybe died, memories? Memories? Flashbacks? Yeah. Um, maybe. But okay. it has to be done. It has to be done right. Fair. It can't just be like, hey, ha-ha. Purpose. I, once people die, it's really tough to accept them coming back in any way, shape, or form. They're dead. True. Let them be dead. Yeah. Let yeah. let me let me if I had an attachment to the character, let me grieve, let me move on. They're gone. You can talk about them, sure, but they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, so then I guess that would be Odin. Do, is there any way for Odin to come? I mean, we know he dies in, in Thor Ragnarok also. Like any way for Odin to come back, or is that done? Are we done with that part of the story where Thor has to try and reconcile things with his father? I think we're done with that. Okay. I think reconciling things with Odin wrapped up when he learned how to conjure lightning without the hammer. Yeah. Like, you're cause that the, was, you're not the God of hammers. Are you? <laughs> no, you're the God of thunder. <laughs> <laughs> so if he was the God of hammers, I would still be on board. <laughs> like whenever he just needed any type of hammer, he just pulls it out of a pocket. Like I need something <laughs> to hammer in this thumbtack. Oh, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, I need to take care of these lobster claws. Oh, here you go. Just a little wooden mallet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta drive this fence post. Here's a 10 pound dead weight. <laughs> I like dead blow. Uh, uh, and then, yeah. like, we know 
that Loki is going to be a part of the future phases. He's getting his own TV show. Does that Loki interact with current Thor again? Do you think that happens? I would say yes. That Loki, that Loki could end up interacting with current Thor because we don't know how much changed when they went and took the Infinity Stones. Right. So if they went and took the Infinity Stones from previous timelines, granted they all wound up back where they were supposed to be, allegedly. Uh, if if uh, you can believe old Cap. Part of me wants to believe him because he's an old <laughs> man now. But also part of me wants to believe that he kept them all for himself and Peggy just had amazing jewelry. <laughs> 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 I don't think that's that's how that works, but, but that's fair. <laughs> um, she could never wear all of them at the same time. Yeah, we know what happened to Tony. Yep. Um, and we know that the Loki show is supposed to be him bouncing around in time. There's no reason why he couldn't go forward in time as well as backwards in time. So, uh, showing up and interacting with current Thor, who believes that him and his brother Loki have you know, reconciled, have a great relationship up to his death, like, and then all of a sudden meeting the Lo- Loki that still hates him and just got defeated by him in Avengers, like, that would suck. be interesting. I like that concept, though, because Loki throughout the movies has a very distinct look in every time we see him. This is true. So I would love it if Thor was, was eventually like, hold on, greasy hair, trench coat. New York? <laughs> 2012? <laughs> Did we just fight in New York? He's like, yeah, and you kicked the shit out of me. That's what I do, man. Bring it in. I love you. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious that Thor plays attention to, to looks a lot. Like when when uh he comes back in Infinity War and he sees Steve for the first time with the beard, he's like, Hey, you're taking my look. Like, <laughs> I look good on you. <laughs> like that. I like that they play Thor off in the future movies as kind of this like muscly oaf, but he's very articulate when he needs to be. And he's very like, uh, like he's very observant. Yeah. Like I, I like that about the character. I think they, they captured that pretty well. Yeah. I, I think there was, there was a lot of danger of that character becoming very much like surfer dude, like kind of attitude. Um, essentially what, Aquaman is in the DC universe, like Jason Momoa's Aquaman, I should say. But yeah, <laughs> I think what they, you know how they end up, how he ends up coming across later, especially once you get to Thor Ragnarok. Like he's very sincere, but he knows how to take care of himself, kind of thing. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I forgot that the first time we see like grown up Thor, um, because the movie starts with. Thor and Loki as little boys. Mm-hmm. So Thor's walking into the throne room. I forgot that he was wearing his winged helmet there. Yep. And then we never see anything like that again until, until Ragnarok. Ragnarok when he has the, the junk one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a little bit upset because Loki gets to keep his horn, his horn helmet. I, I wonder what that is. If that's a production thing, like it's just like, it just doesn't look good on an adult man, like to have wings on the side of his hel- helmet or something. I, like, is that is, is that what it was, or or what? I don't know, but I'm gonna stamp my foot and say source material. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that should be your next like convention cosplay. Like, you should just go with Thor, winged helmet probably, and all. I could probably do that. I I think I believe you can. That's why I brought it up. I probably do. I'm not. I'm nowhere near muscly enough for that. Yeah, we don't need <laughs> muscles. This is 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but I want those muscles. Well, you still have quarantine to start working on them. True. Um, <laughs> Canadian Wolverine just said a similar thing happens with Captain America's head helmet, like with Cap's wings. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. They're they're only painted on, or I don't I even think they get painted on in his. Uh, first helmet right like you just go straight to the no winged helmet i think so no wing cowl and no and no wing helmet i think so i think the the 
The real test is going to be whether or not Namor has the winged feet at the, when they finally introduce him. If they're even gonna, if they even, I mean, they have to. Like at at this point, going forward, in in in, uh, they're running out of characters. They need to bring in him. You, yeah, they're running out of characters. They have to. Um, especially since the writers have have you know revealed that that line in Endgame of tectonic earthquakes underneath the the sea was actually supposed to reference to Namor and Atlantis. I was like, what? Come on! I never would have put that together. No, neither would I. That's so just a throwaway. Like we might do something with that. We don't need to do something with that. It's under the ocean. It it doesn't bother us. <laughs> That's my biggest thing with how are we going to do Neymar? Like, he's underwater. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, I have theories he, about that when we when we get to Black Panther. Like, I see a way that we could do it, but that's Black Panther. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put a real skeptical hmm <laughs> on that. <laughs> I like it. You keep me honest. Um, okay, so. Uh, those are the those are the characters that could make their returns. Maybe not. Most of them are dead. So uh, don't get me started. What do you? <laughs> I we did talk about that. I mean, what's the? I mean, Loki is is the villain in this movie, so he is dead and not dead at the same time in the MCU. I mean, they don't kill the the villain in this. If they don't, if you want to take that away, points to them for not killing their villain because <laughs> he. This is. Okay, Marvel, take note. Y'all did it. Y'all did it. You didn't kill your villain in their first appearance. And look what you got. You got a villain that had an arc. Oh, my God. Look at what you, you did it. I'm so proud. Don't do it. To, oh, no, you can't do that to other characters. The only other one you could do it to is Thanos for one movie. Maybe two <laughs> movies. And then everybody else gets to die. Oh, and prominent villains like Crossbones just get blown up in the first 10 minutes of seeing them. I see how you do. I'm over you. <laughs> We're not over you. We're still here for you. We, we, love, we still love you. <laughs> Mitch speaks for the both of us, but I'm mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> what else from this movie, though, would you love to see going forward? Like, what, what else do you think? you could see making an impact on the MCU in the future phases. Um, <clears throat> there's still a lot of stuff down there in the, uh, Asgard armory. Well, is there though? Cause last time we saw Asgard is being destroyed. Oh, it was on, it was on fire. Yeah. Cause yeah. they sent what's his face there. <laughs> um, big flaming damn. skull guy. I don't remember what his name was. Yeah. So. Then the only thing I think Thor has to offer for MCU move forward is Jane Foster and the Asgardians of the Galaxy. They yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think I think something that you touched on earlier too or uh even your chat uh touched on earlier. I think going forward you could have like Jane Foster Thor uh going to the different realms, like going to the Frost Giant realm, going to uh the realm that Fandral's characters from, I don't remember what it's called, but they're the Dark Elf realm, you know, just traveling to parallel dimensions or different realms. I don't know how, how else you call it, but uh, Midgard is Earth. I know that. But just going to these different places, that's a world that you can open up. Like Instead of going to outer space and going to different planets, this is another uh, branch, so to speak. Yeah. Um, make her have to learn about the world tree. Because like... Thor kind of gave her the the quick like TLDR on yeah. <laughs> on Yggdrasil, but when she becomes Thor, she's not gonna know anything, really. Right. Like, so best way to learn, go do it, go see what's out there. And if you're Thor, oh, never mind. Because how does the Bifrost work now? Heimdall's dead. Well, obviously. Thor can call down the Bifrost, right? Because he travels to Wakanda using it, using the because oh, the Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker is allowed to call call down the Bifrost. Yeah, but if it's Jane Foster, she's gonna have Mjolnir. I'm yeah, I'm assuming that maybe <laughs> Thor has the ability to <laughs> imbue that onto Mjolnir now. Like, does he get a lot of his father's powers? Is that a thing? Maybe it's as Asgard's no more. So like, 
I don't know. Yeah. Also, Steven's upset that he wasn't invited to the Secret Wars Thor episode. We, we're not at the Secret Wars Thor episode yet. We're not at Secret Wars Thor yet, Steven. You're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can be invited to Thor the Dark World. <laughs> you can come you can come hang out for Thor the Dark World. You guys do it right now? Uh, we're on floor one. Yeah, he, he's over it. He's not interested anymore. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah. Call Joe Bluff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, podcast behind the scenes. <laughs> we can we can fix it in post. <clears throat> not going to. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much effort. Uh, okay, so uh, I mean, where do you where does this land? Where does this one land on the twenty three movies of the MCU for you? Um, I'm not going to give it a specific number, but I'm going to put it about halfway. About halfway. I like, am that guy that has given it a specific number. The specific number, though, <laughs> just so you know. Oh, I I have as well. I'm trying to see if this revises my list at all. Oh, so, nice. like going through them this way. I'm trying to see if this is going to revise anything because I know that we've talked about our our rankings, and I love that every time an MCU movie comes out, you're just like, here it is, the official <laughs> Mitch list. Yeah. Uh, right, it's right there in my pinned tweet. <laughs> so be, I haven't had a new pinned tweet since July sixteenth, two thousand nineteen, because we haven't had a new Marvel movie since then. <laughs> yeah, what's 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 the number for you on this one? So Thor falls at number nineteen of twenty three. Okay, so it's it's it, it's better than uh, than four other movies, four other MCU movies, <laughs> and uh, if people look at it, they might be. Not so surprised. Maybe you surprised by one of them. So, Dark World, Darker World, <laughs> Darkest World, and damn, it's Dark World. And then, damn, <laughs> Iron Man Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because since we didn't talk about it last week, Iron Man Two falls at my number twenty-three. Iron Man One falls at number two, and Incredible Hulk uh, is number sixteen. Okay. I feel like I should get a graphic that I can throw up that we can post our lists neck like side by side just so people can know. We should. Um, we should definitely do that. Yeah. I'm, now I need to go through and I need to I need to make my definitive list here. <laughs> and, um, maybe we'll do that. Okay. But I still think I still think the 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 finale of this series has to be me, you, and a neutral third party to break the tie like revising the list and making like the official this is the list of the movie <laughs> <laughs> i am all for that <laughs> yes absolutely uh, awesome uh i think this was a nice little uh venture into thor once again once again it's 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 a okay movie it's just a lot of forgettable parts of this movie it, it's yeah not even, it's not even the best kind of origin story like once you get into Thor, you kind of just like, yeah, we get it. He's he's a god. Like he has a magical hammer. He's really strong. Like it's 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 not the best of origin stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me see this real quick. Um, with so Canadian Wolverine in chat with no Odin, death and Thanos suddenly made moves right. So who's next? Captain Marvel's first opponents, uh, the shapeshifters, new Asgard on Earth, the others who were like Mad Planet, Star Lord's dad. Like who? I think he's trying to ask like who's who's next because Odin's passing opened up a lot, like made people get pretty bold. Oh, fair. Okay. Um, well, we know uh, we we kind of know. I think we know. We don't. We, we it's like a known unknown at this point right now that uh the villain in thor love and thunder is going to be the that minotaur uh businessman from almighty thor like jane foster's uh villain so i and i i don't know if they've revealed that it's gonna be played by christian bale or not but we know christian bale is going to be in the movie so uh that's I, i get i mean that's your villain for that for that movie on that giant cosmic scale like that I don't know who 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 is who gets emboldened because of that. Maybe maybe the Beyonder, maybe 
some other celestial. So maybe without maybe without Odin there to protect to protect protect the realm, Galactus feels obliged to come. I was just about to say I've brought him up in every other episode we've done of this. <laughs> and uh, you beat me to it and so did Malfoy in chat. Galactus is what he said. Um Malfoy also asks about Beta Ray Bill. We're definitely getting Beta Ray Bill. That that is most definitely happening. Who do you who would you love to see? I mean it would have to be a voice, right? Cuz you're not going to get a person in there. Maybe they'll do the walk. Maybe they'll do mocap for it, like like Josh Boland did for Thanos. But so, who would you like as Beta Ray Bill? Like, who do you? What kind of person do you hear when you read co- comic books with Beta Ray Bill? <laughs> I don't think this is my final answer. But you, when you asked the question, the first name in my head was Adrian Brody. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's my final answer. <laughs> and I like that that's what popped into your head. Because you want to know what popped into my head when I was oh. asking the question? Steve uh. Zahn. Ooh. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go full memes on this. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. He's going to be a part of the MCU. Oh, Dude, my goodness. A real bill. Hey, hey, what, what's going on? Hi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> It would be interesting. It would definitely be interesting. It would be like uh, Taika's um, rock character. What's his name? Oh, um, Craig. Craig, yeah. Ah, hey there. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to revel. Didn't quite work. Didn't have enough pamphlets. It didn't have pamphlets. <laughs> um, Wolvie in chat here said that Beta Ray Bill was actually in Ragnarok. He was well, one of the champion heads mastered in the, uh, mounted on the Game Master's Tower. Yeah, he was. I mean, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's official that it was Beta Ray Bill or for just another person from his race. Mm. Oh, and uh his name was Korg. Korg, that's right. I thought it was like Craig because it was a play on Craig. <laughs> Korg. Yeah. Uh okay. Uh <laughs> Ian, where where can people find you online? <laughs> We've gotten so all over the place today. Um, that's the best. That's the best about the journey, right? <laughs> it's there's no way to there's no map here <laughs> no <laughs> anyway y'all if you want to find me you can find me right here on wednesdays at five o'clock arizona time where we're doing this live on twitch.tv slash Flux. so come find me that's i-a-n-f-l-u-x and you can find me on twitter at ianflux12 i-a-n-f-l-u-x the numbers one two if you'd like to talk to me i am on twitter as at Mitchipedia G-E-M G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter at Geek Elite Media on Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page check out our website GeekElitemedia.com for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network also please rate and review us on any one of your podcatchers uh, it will help to spread the word of what we do here at Geek Elite Media But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery for the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 